What is up, everyone? As I sit here and as I record this, I am at home and there is a storm rolling through Indianapolis. It is wild. How are you doing on this Monday? Welcome back to the 3C Podcast. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. It's Monday. You know what that means. Bringing another conversation to you, this time with Kat. Kat runs our customer success at The Juice. You heard from her last time, right when she was getting started. This time, talking about our customers, things that they're doing, things that they're interested in, how they're using The Juice. Kat's use case of The Juice, what she's doing, how she's learning and informing our customers on what's possible. Are you signed up? Go to thejuicehq.com. Join. It's free. We appreciate that and all the great feedback that has been going our way so far. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. Let's kick it to the conversation. What is up, all of you Monday listeners to the 3C podcast? Hopefully you're off to a good start. I am joined by my teammate who is responsible for our customer success, Kat. We are going to be talking about Kat's use of the juice, how she's providing value, conversations that she's having with our great customers, kind of picking up from our conversation with Elena last week. But without further ado, Kat, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I am good. I'm excited to be back um, and get this request to be on the podcast. So round two for me and uh, excited to talk more about how I've been using the juice. Awesome. Maybe we start here. So last time we spoke was maybe your second week at the juice. Obviously, a lot has changed. You are uh, have been integrated. You are taking responsibilities away from our fearless leader, Jonathan, and managing the conversations with our customers. We launched, uh, I guess, last week that was. How has it been so far just in your one-on-one conversations, communications with customers? Yeah. Thanks for asking. A lot has happened since I've been on the podcast last. It's been a while, I think about 60 days now. And it's been great. I think, you know, being able to kind of take on all of the customer accounts that we have. I've learned a lot. Um, I've been able to utilize the product a lot, but also be able to kind of share best practices um, and habits with our customers. I also think it's just interesting because I would say our customers are all just very different and have different things in mind when it comes to content and kind of what they're looking for. So it's been a really fun journey being able to week over week kind of continue to get closer and closer to that progress and really have some um, unique results within each one of them. So I've really enjoyed it. I'm excited that we've um, had a product launch and the company is now launched because I think now we can kind of furthermore hit the ground running um, and continue on in our life cycle over here at The Juice. And I'm just looking forward to all that this quarter has to offer. Awesome. And maybe before we jump into the topic, something for anyone out there listening who I'm, I'm sure everyone out there listening, if they're not in CS, works with a teammate who is responsible for CS. You said something there. Everyone, you know, has every brand is different. They have different needs. What are the types of things or approaches you're taking to personalize the conversations and the outreach and, you know, the approach to the customers of the juice right now? Yeah, great question. I think that's where a lot of CS people, we find a lot of our time being spent in trying to be careful of not going 
too crazy on personalization, but also just making sure that you're treating each customer and follow up appropriately. So I would say one thing that I've worked on over the past 60 days is we used to have slides that were kind of, to be honest with you, all over the place. Um, And it did not make, I think, anybody's life easy going into conversations and updating those frequently. So we've moved into a better process so that we can still personalize all of our conversations, um, but hitting on basically just overall review of engagements, the platform and growth, and then kind of personal insights and just kind of who's looking at their content. Let's talk about it. And then we always leave space for kind of education and brainstorming. So talking through what are some things that we found that we'd recommend to make the juice a bigger part of their habit on a weekly basis, but also being able to kind of insightfully advise of, Hey, if you're working on a holiday guide, we'd really recommend you look at the juice. Here's some articles that I pulled out this week that I think will help you with your research and inspiration going into building this new piece of content. So I think that's something that's really helped us keep things still really personalized and focused on those unique goals. And then also we really focus on making sure that we send out a follow-up, including the slides, including kind of everything that's most important to follow up on or any requests. Um, And I hear from my customers all the time that that's just so helpful because we're all on so many calls that it's hard to even remember what the heck you talked about two meetings ago. So that has been really beneficial and just continue to move the needle forward and keeping engagement continual throughout week to week. I love it. Um, There's some CS nuggets for all of you. Um, Hopefully something Kat said you can pick up on and, and take home or take to your team. Let's jump over to just the topic of maybe taking off the CS hat or maybe <laughs> keeping it on, but, but being a member or being someone who's using the juice to get educated. We've had these conversations on what's possible with what we're doing. And this idea of the place to go for B2B search is something that resonates with me. We all know the experience of going th- through Google and trying to find helpful content. And I think what we're trying to do is eliminate all the roadblocks for people who are in B2B marketing and sales and want to learn, just come to our platform. We're bringing everything right there. It's been fun to see it live. It's been fun to see it in action. It's been fun to get it, to get feedback. I'm curious just out of the gates, like what's your personal use case for, for the juice? Like, how are you using the juice to research and learn? Yeah, great question. So I'm using it mostly in two different ways. One is, you know, given the fact that I'm not somebody who comes from a marketing or sales background, I really need the juice to be able to take things I hear either from customers or even internal go-to-market meetings to be able to kind of prep myself and walk the walk and talk the talk because you know, that's just not what my background was. I was more so in operations and talent before this. And so, you know, I'll be honest with you, this probably isn't something I've shared with probably you or the team before, but there has been times where I've been in a go-to-market meeting and I am like, I have no idea what that is. I'm going to go and introduce it. And so that's been really helpful um, with me and in my personal learning curve and being in a, within kind of a new industry. And then in addition to that, I've actually used it for customer success. I think as we talked about in my story last time is that I've worked a lot in skill sets that are similar to customer success and working with employers on uh, solving for talent pipeline solutions within our community here in Indianapolis. But 
you know, I still new to customer success and I own that and I recognize that. And I think the only way you can kind of get better about it is, is not be bashful about it and really just take the time to go in research. So those are the two ways I use it right now. I love uh, the honesty and the vulnerability that you have. Um, and I, I don't think about that often. We, we do have a team chock full of people that have been marketers and might be in marketing roles at the juice or might be in other functions. So I'm sure I'd feel the same way if I was in a conversation with Eric and Tony and they were talking about product and dev stuff, it would go over my head. So I'm glad that we're building something that can make sense of uh, probably the crazy stuff that uh, we were talking about. What, what sort of topics are you, are you finding yourself trying to learn from right now? Yeah. So kind of break it down in a similar way, as far as researching for our kind of go to market meetings, but also for customers. I think that's a big place where I find myself researching as well. We've been having a lot of conversations internally just about kind of the old school way of B2B marketing and how that pertains to both content, but also how that pertains to leads. And so I've been doing a lot of research specifically on account-based marketing and intent data. I think that's something that's really important. I think it's on the mind of a lot of marketers, but there's oftentimes maybe some concern about what exactly to do with it, especially when it comes to intent data. So that's something that I've been digging up a little bit more throughout my time so that I can more so advise how do you utilize the juice and all of this intent information of people browsing your content? Like, what do you do with that? I think that's a big question for our customers of how to build um, a habit utilizing what they now know, which is really exciting, but it needs to kind of work into what their processes are that they already have in place. Maybe I'll ask you to put your CS hat back on, or I'm not <laughs> sure we took it off yet, but you've mentioned habit a lot. And I think that is uh, such an important topic because we are all creatures of habit. We've got our routines and the way we work. And even if someone presents a solution and says, Hey, I've got this thing and this thing will save you time and eliminate like three steps from your process it's still really hard to get people to change their mindset based on what they're, what's comfortable and what they're used to. What sorts of conversations are you having with customers just regarding habits, forming good habits? Like are, are they, is the message resonating? Do they understand it? Like, I'd love some insight there to dig in a little bit. Yeah. Great question. So before I dive into that, I would say too, like I was somebody who was managing SaaS contracts and utilization in my previous role. And so I know how important it is that you have a software, but it's not something you're using frequently or building a habit. It's not helpful. It's not something that's top of mind or something that you feel like is maybe giving you the results you know that it's capable of. So I would say the ways that we have been having conversations and encouraging first and foremost is just like getting somebody to go and do the action that we talk about of utilizing the juice instead of, I don't know, using a search engine or we all know it, Googling. I think I've seen tweets from our customers actually when they actually take that opportunity to do it. And they're like, oh my gosh, this saved me so much time. We've seen tweets. I've gotten emails that even though you advise somebody, hey, if you use this, this is the outcome you're going to get. Nobody's going to actually like be like, oh yeah, until we go and do it themselves and they see the result firsthand. So I would say, First and foremost, 
you got to have somebody actually just go and do it to experience it for themselves. And then second to that, we just kind of in the CS hat still being on a little bit, I would just say I have tried to build in uh, during our conversations recommendations. So, hey, I would recommend that you take 15 minutes a week, only 15 minutes. That's all I'm asking. Go in, download your engagement report, see who's been interacting with you, analyze it, pass it off to you know, whether it's a sales team or an SDR or demand gen, whoever's going to maybe be able to take that and make sure that that's already being targeted and the efforts like advertisements that are already maybe out there, not necessarily picking up the phone to to go and say, hey, you, you know, I saw this really building them into the overall funnel of how they want to engage and make sure that this person's still seeing them beyond just maybe that one article that they read so that they can continue seeing them and thinking about their brand um, and building a relationship with that. Awesome. And maybe just so people who might not know the, uh, cause we, we talk a, a lot about just like the, the new way and not the old way and not like taking something and just like passing it over and having, you know, a bunch of people calling people that might not be ready, maybe like share some perspective on like engagement report, like what populates the engagement report and like what, what that data represents. Yeah. Great question. So our engagement reports are specific for our brands. Um, What they actually populate with is kind of how people are engaging with your content. So are they just browsing or are they open to outreach? We often see most people are just browsing because a lot of people are utilizing it for research. They're trying to avoid all the pieces of gated content that we're able to offer by not providing a bunch of forms and such. So just browsing is really popular. So you get to be able to see how they're engaging with your content as well as the content title in addition to their industry their um, company size, and then generally their job title. So for example, it would be something like a marketing manager for our customers that we have. There's a little bit more that they're able to see, but um, we even have brands right now that are just claiming their pages and still have access to some of those uh, general analytics. I love it. That's awesome. Uh, Appreciate you sharing some context there. Has From your personal use case, has there been any like individual pieces of content that you have found that have been exceptional and maybe you wouldn't have found without searching through the juice, maybe some call outs, some brands, some people doing some cool stuff. Of course. I I definitely have some that are at the top of my list under kind of ABM and intent data. I would definitely say ones that stand out to me. This is a very general title, but it was an amazing article for me. It is what is buyer intent data this is from Terminus. And they had some great stats in there. Like, um, I believe it was something like 67% of consumers kind of are already through their buyer journey before they even consider engaging with your sales team. And 80% are already either seeking out professional services online or searching for it. So I think we've gotten to a place in society where people don't necessarily always want to have to talk about something to buy something. I think, you know, we think about more um, consumer behaviors, right? I go on Amazon and I'm going to trust whatever everybody on Amazon says, or in the case of um, more like SaaS companies, we have G2. So, um, or even just word of mouth or asking people within our communities. So I thought that was really interesting. I think that makes intent data even more important um, to be thinking about from the marketing and sales perspective and how do you operationalize it? It had a lot of good points about, you know, how to actually going about 
utilizing it, not just having it available to you. So that was one that stood out to me. I would also say others that stood out to me in that same area. You know, Sixth Sense had some great stuff. Rollworks, uh, Seismic, like there's just a lot there. I won't um, go through every single one that I've read recently, but that would be the brands as well as a piece of content in that area that has stood out to me recently. I love that. Shout out to all of those brands and content teams. There's your free plug on the pod. Um, <laughs> what do you find like with it, with that content, you, in you, the Terminus example, you you were referencing data points. Is it data? Like what, what are these brands doing when you're you know, going through content that makes their stuff helpful to you? Yeah, that's a great question. And in preparing for this conversation, that's something I thought a lot about is like, what, what makes it helpful, right? What, what makes me click on it? And I would say both in customer success stuff that I'm researching, as well as stuff like ABM and intent data, I find myself mostly being gravitated by things that say words like, how to or ways to templates, ebooks, actionable call outs, but also just like titles that are enticing because they just sound real, right? Like it's to the root of what my problem is. Like having a simple title, like what is buyer intent data? Like, yeah, tell me about that. I want to know. It doesn't need to be something that's overcomplicated or or even a little bit like, I don't know if I'm there yet. I think kind of those general guides are really helpful. And then as far as what's in it, I think being able to pull back the story. And I think in this example that I've shared that Terminus did, I think they kind of gave you all the data to understand like, why why are we talking about this? Why is this important? And I think that's good to start there, but then also to outline like, okay, but here's what you do about it. I think just, you know, allows people to then say, here's here's my next step moving forward. I love it. I'm I'm about to, I have it queued up in my juice Twitter handle of things that, I, I try to get out and reminders. And one of the tweets that I have is replugging playlists from last week. Um, you got to say stuff over and over for it to resonate. <laughs> I know it was a new feature we dropped last week. Have, is there any feedback specifically or things that you've been hearing from customers or anyone else regarding playlists and the value? Yeah, definitely. Well, first and foremost, I think people were just impressed by kind of the unique way that we're going about it. I think for a lot of customers, it was like they had been hearing about it, but to see it actually come together and to see what it looks like as a collection and how easy it is to kind of drop into it, but also the ability for them to kind of take content that's all aligned and put it under one playlist, I think is really powerful. I personally am an avid Spotify user. Like I do not make playlists anymore. I think maybe I did that in junior high at some point when I was like, this is cool, but it's been a very long time since I've gone in myself and created that. I appreciate when I get the ability to just go in and have something ready and available for me to listen to or engage with. And I think that's really what we're trying to solve for and allow here. So for those of you that haven't been able to see our playlist, there are four to six pieces of content under one particular topic that allows you to engage with a brand in hopefully an easy way, like we just talked about, like making it accessible. And I have a couple examples, like I think Lexer did a great job by doing one that was just everything you need to know about customer data platforms. I was like, yeah, tell me more, because I think that's definitely something that's trending. And if you don't have customer data platform in retail or e-commerce, it's something that you're thinking about and you may not know how to dive into it. Um, I also think 
Guru did a great job of, um, they did a guru guide to hybrid work that's still relevant. That's still something we're all working for and figuring out. And so I think just being able to take content and give people the opportunity to have like, here's where you start is, is a really good way to build the relationship with that brand. I love it. Shout out Lexer, shout out Guru. If you become a customer of The Juice, you get talked a lot about on the pod and on our social channels. We love our customers. Kat, thank you so much for all of your insights. Um, This was helpful. We'll have to do round three here sometime soon. Get you back on the pod. I'm sure there'll be a lot more CS fun stuff that we can chat about soon. Yeah, looking forward to. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I hope that this conversation made you want to start juicing instead of Googling to get to all the content you need much sooner. I love it. The start juicing is is taking on a life of its own internally. We'll see if the rest of the market picks up on it. But if we can get people to think, go to the juice instead of Google for B2B content, we'll be winning. So go go out there. If you're not already, sign up, become a member of the juice. It's free. Kat, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. I enjoyed that conversation. Hopefully you did too. I love the work that Kat is doing on the customer side. Hopefully you learned something in that episode. If you like what we're doing over here, hit that subscribe button, leave a review, join the juice. It's free, juicehq.com. Have a hell of a week. Make it happen. Talk to you soon.